All right, people, welcome to Peace Creek, the cafe where you sit at our table, order your favorite drink, and listen to some slightly intense but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast where you can drink, listen, and converse. Today, I am joined in the cafe by Christian. Say hello to the people, Christian. Hello, people. All right, and so most of you already know that we normally have a third person here, Denise she is actually right here standing over there as she is protesting and refuses to participate in this particular ex- um, episode because we didn't stop at Wendy's and get her McDonald's. a drink. Oh, McDonald's. So you're not on a you're not on a thing. All right. So you'll be on the background. So the show must go on. All right. So you know here at the Peeps Creek, we always have a conversation center around drinking. Today, I am switching up and I'm drinking on H2O, that is water. Um, Christian, what are you drinking on? Straight vodka. No, I'm <laughs> Straight vodka water. All right, that's water. All right. No, it's water. So, um, if you are over the age of 21, make sure that you get your favorite alcoholic beverage. If you are under the age of 21 or just don't feel like drinking, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to. You can get some water, you can get some tea, you can get some coffee, you can get some. Um, chocolate milk, you get some lemonade, some limeade, or juice. even some pickle juice. All right, so are you ready to get into the conversation today? So, ready. what's on the menu today at Peeps Creek? Hot stuff coming up. All right. And on <laughs> today's menu is accused, guilty. Innocent or guilty. Or innocent. Innocent or guilty. Episode two. Episode two. It is called Attempted Murder or Protective Mother. Mother. For those of you who don't know, but you should know, the menu is the topic. All right. So are you ready? Yep. We start off with this particular episode with a phone call from Connie. Connie is a nurse at the hospice that Kobe um, we don't really know how old he is at the time. Okay, we do know that at, at the completion of this episode, he is sixteen. He's having his sixteenth birthday, um, but he is in hospice allegedly under the auspices of it being him, him being there under the terminal diagnosis of severe malnutrition. He was fifteen at the time of the okay. the she plays. So severe malnutrition. Malnutrition is the terminal diagnosis that he's at the hospice for. The nurse is basically saying that the mother um, allegedly asked if they could give Kobe something to um, make him go to sleep and not wake up. Um, that's the mom, Danita. No, sorry to cut you off, but he was at in hospice because he had his surgeries, which uh, we'll get into that. But the doctors were basically like, there's nothing else we can do. Um, and then Connie accused the mom of starving her kid while being there in hospital. Yeah, but what did you say no for? I was right. Because you're saying that she was being... That Colby was in hospice due to malnutrition. His... He was in hospice because they... Because there was nothing that could have been done. Which is why, quote unquote, listen, keyword listening, that's why I said terminal diagnosis meaning that there is nothing that can be done from a medical standpoint. And his terminal diagnosis, according to them, was severe malnutrition. That's why he was in hospice. I don't recall that being the diagnosis. Yes, but... that is the diagnosis. Okay. All right. So Agree to disagree? <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Um, and so then we go into the lawyer's office, the lawyer being Danita's um, 
lawyer. Her name is Terry Moore. She is representing Ms. Danita. And we find out that Danita is accused of medical child abuse, um, starving her child, Kobe. Lying to doctors. Lying about symptoms to doctors so that they can perform surgeries um, or performing unnecessary surgeries. And then for purchasing a casket and headstone for Kobe while he was in hospice. And, of course, the comment that um, Connie says that the mother asks, can we just give him some so he can go to sleep and not wake up, right? Which gets to the attempted murder charge, basically. All right, keep going. Um, roll the balls, roll the dice. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so Kobe, the, the, this, uh, let me just say this. This episode was pretty boring. I'm just going to say that. I wasn't really into it, so let me be... Um, pretty transparent there but apparently kobe had approximately 17 surgeries over his 15 oh, yeah, years I, I got this part i got this part, I got this part. um and he was born <laughs> premature three months premature and he was only nine inches long at least according to danita because we don't get any video footage of that and this is where we find out how old he was they say that within since being born and up to him being 15 years old he has had a total of 17 surgeries he has heart issues, kidney issues, gastro, gac, I can't pronounce that word, something disease, um, which is basically he can't digest, so he can't poop um, normally. Um, and then some bone, what was that word they used? Bone density, low bone density. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't know about all that, but. This is, this is what the mom is saying. Yeah. Right. The mom is saying that he suffered from all of these different ailments yeah um gastro reflux is one of them as well and then the gi the gi is that he won't he can't really use the rest, restroom appropriately no. she says that um he would never be able to use the restroom he would have to be on meds for that for his the rest whole of life, his life yeah yeah and then so t- fast forward 2015 um this is right before he goes into hospice so they go because he his stomach and colon issues worsened and worsened mm-hmm. yeah um and the doctors performed two surgeries and it was unsuc- unsuc- unsuccessful and um they were like sorry there's nothing else we could do so they referred they recommended hospice and that's where all these allegations started right so just just so that people are, are kind of clear so part of this whole thing that really gets me in a pickle or like what the hell's going on here is that they accuse her of lying about his symptoms medical symptoms and it would seem to me that a medical doctor wouldn't just jump in and do a surgery just yeah. because and a, i mean a mom says something is wrong with him yeah. like he's experienced this like you would need to do some kind of diagnosis i think to find out what's going on some kind of medical examination some kind of x-ray some kind of i don't know ct scan something yeah. um the what's that thing they stick down your throat endoscope endoscope whatever yeah the little camera to see what's going on with the Definitely stomach they should have done more tests and we don't actually know if they did or anything right, right before they jump to the conclusion that oh he needs the surgeries and this and that that's just what they show on the tv show but um i'm gonna just say it now that charge does get dismissed um they don't find her guilty for it so of what or 
lying about symptoms so they can perform surgeries that were unnecessary. So you're just gonna give the you're just gonna get yeah, a. You said, it was, you said it was a boring episode, so we might as well add a little spice to it now. <laughs> okay, so um, what what some of the questions that I that immediately popped up is that what we don't find out it starts off with Connie doing the police um, call, right? But what we don't find out until maybe 30 minutes into the freaking episode, which is annoying, is that that call doesn't really occur until they come and remove him. They been the mom and husband come and remove Kobe from hospice. Yeah, and it was everything that led up to that action that they took. Right. Because it wasn't that, oh, let me just take my kid. No, it was that there were... Are we just gonna like because this is like towards the end already? Yeah, can we just talk about it? Well, sure, but one of the things that they were like, for instance, with the whole Danita was basically saying, Yes, I did say, Can we not feed him or give him something? But it was all under Connie's uh, right. supervision, she's the one that was saying that, Oh, he can't, um. It, he can't keep this food down and all that. Um, not that he can keep it down, but he won't be able to digest it correctly. And that, um, what else was she? And that Connie suggested get ready for she buy the casket and the tooth and the headstone you, and all you that. You want to ask a question? Just, just over talk me. It's all coming back to me right now. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the mother is basically saying. I didn't know anything about these things, but for the fact that Connie, who is the nurse for the hospice or lead nurse or owner or something, I don't know. They never really distinguished what her role is, told told her that she needed to prepare. But as a parent, I'm like, okay, you're telling me my kid is dead, dying, so you want me to go buy a casket and a headstone? Like, that's not my priority. So to me, I just felt like Danita and her family going to buy this was not that just yeah. didn't follow suit with a parent who is really concerned about oh my god just my child which which kind of yeah. leads to part of what they were arguing eventually was that the mom su- suffered from manchausen manchausen yeah by proxy Manch- manchausen syndrome by proxy right then what is that that is a mental illness where um, this is not the right like ter- definition of it, but it's a mental illness that people that get diagnosed with it, they enjoy the attention that they get from having a sick child. So they kind of exploit them to get attention. Um, and it's I didn't like it's an actual real thing. There's not a, many cases that have been like um, they've been prosecuted for. Is that the right term? Right. One of the most famous cases of it is the Gypsy Blanchard case. And there's a, I think, Netflix movie on it. But basically, Gypsy's mom. It's on Hulu. Hulu. So basically, Gypsy's mom suffered from this condition, was making up all these things, made Gypsy believe that she was paralyzed or couldn't walk or had cancer and all these other ailments and diseases, mainly because she wanted people to feel sorry for her, the mom. And also, she wanted to get free things. So... Um, what what end up happening though is Gypsy and her boyfriend killed the mom, murdered the mom, and so Gypsy went to to jail, 
um, ultimately, but sh that was one of the famous cases on that. But the thing about that is that this th the prosecution kind of came to this perspective without doing any kind of examination of the mom. So there was no expert that she talked to or that they used to, to, to have her um, have a conversation with so that she could be properly diagnosed or at least there would be some kind of substantive evidence to support that claim. The only thing that they did was they gave um, Kobe's medical records to an expert that's at the quote unquote expert at that particular hospital. Um, Jamie Kaufman um, is her name. And this individual looked at the medical records and then saw 29 Facebook posts from Danita. Um, and so based upon that, she assumed that Danita had this, this, this illness or what have you. Um, I don't know when they went to trial, basically, I don't know how that really panned out about that particular syndrome. Um, but one of the things that the, the, it was right after that CPS, the whole CPS thing happened. Yeah. Because they went, they, yeah, they CPS took... came in and tried to take the kids. And that's the other thing, like. They went through, CPS came, they went through nine months of going to court um, to get custody, not yeah. just of Kobe, but of the other son. I think he was younger Colton, than Kobe. Yeah. Colton. Um, and the thing is, is like, normally when you go through those processes in the court system, they're kind of rigorous. Like the judges have you go in and have the child go in, speak to experts trying to make sure that the child is not in danger, the child feels like um, there's safety there. I mean, it's not just a he said, she said type of thing. And then so to have the judge or the court award this family custody of both um, the child who they're, that, that the mother has been accused of attempted murder of, and then the brother, yeah. I, I don't know, that, that just, sent some bells in my my head about what the hell is going on with this case which is one of the reasons i really didn't like it yeah no now that you mentioned that i uh do recall connie um saying that so danita was saying that she that when the whole conversation about can we give him something so he doesn't put pain anymore and stuff like connie said that half the time he wasn't in any pain yeah it, it was so, it, it was just odd and yeah. then None of the doctors, at least from the from what we saw, none of the doctors came and testified that I did the surgery because the mom was lying to me. It just seemed yeah, no. a little odd. Yeah. Right. Now, I will say that Danita's. I'm not an expert and I can't read, read people. Every individual handles stress, um, strife differently. I don't know. She just seems so fake with all her tears to me. The, in the beginning, <laughs> there were like two or three scenes where she started crying, quote unquote, but there were no tears. She was just like kind of faking it. And I was just like, I, you, you don't seem like you're sorry. Right. It wasn't up until the end that I think she knew she was going to be found guilty, that that's when she started sobbing. It was like right before the jury, um, was it the jury? Uh, found her guilty. That's when I, she was like, "Oh shit, this is real." Well, yeah, but it was before that, right? She didn't know what was going on when she was crying. Tell me when she was in the room crying with her lawyers. When they were going to find her. Yeah, that was right, right before, before the last trial. Yeah, R the last um, witness. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I found really weird was that not once up until the end of the whole uh, episode, you see her husband 
right. or her kids. Or her kids. She had asked production to not be able to film them, which I found a little odd. Like I would, I, I would want my partner being there, like comforting me or giving me support throughout all this stuff. You know, not that he wasn't, but. Yeah, but then I guess as a parent, like, I mean, I guess that goes to the title, um, attempted murder or protective mother. Part of it could be, and I'm not speaking for her. Again, this episode was more. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it could be her protective, like being a mother, a mother hand. Or I get whatever, that for the kids, it. but I mean, your husband is a grown man. Like he could have been there and been like, yeah, no, like. Connie said this, this, and that. Like, right, I was but there if in the she room. if she was going to go to away, right? Let's just assume for sake of argument, maybe she put in her head that, it, you know, this is a difficult case because what one of the things that the the lawyer says is that when you have doctors who are going to testify, it's almost like God is testifying, similar to the police officer. Remember the lawyer said that, and in my head, I mean, quite frankly, in my head, I was like that's been black every day like <laughs> that's always an issue when you go to trial particularly when the defendant is not white but putting that aside um i i think that i don't even know what the hell i was talking about what were we talking about um the fact that the husband was never oh ready. yeah so that's probably was her trying to protect her family I guess. and not wanting newscasters to kind of know who they are I, you I'm not I, that I wasn't gonna get out but okay I'm just saying, you know, yeah. um, you, you, you never know what's going on until you, you're in that situation. Um, but can we talk about Danita's dad for a minute? So her dad was also part of, I don't know if he testified or not, but, um, there was a scene of it where, uh, her dad was a cop. He's been a cop for 40 years. I think he was retired by the, at the time, um, that this was all going on, but he said that he would come visit Colby while he was at, at in hospice mm -hmm. and he would bring him food and drinks and all that and Connie would be like no he cannot have any of this um and then on May 8th Connie had asked for a family meeting, meeting. yeah um and then she went on saying that um he suffered from sepsis which was which is like a blood infection. Yeah, but he didn't get that until he was in hospice. He yeah. didn't have it before. And but it like went away miraculous, miraculously. Miraculously. And uh, they didn't know how. Like he never had a full course of antibiotics. And they've been the hospice yeah. folks. Yeah. And uh, then Connie was like, "Leave him here for three days. Like you guys don't come or anything." And I don't even think it was like a whole day later. Con that's when uh, Danita called her dad. I was like, and let's get him on out. I here. have to like, she was like, I can't do it. Like, I need to get him out. The dad was like, do whatever you want. But did you do you believe the dad at all? I mean, I I I don't have any. Nothing told me that he was lying. I mean, he could have been blinded by talking to his daughter. Um, but the whole that he would bring him food and Connie would be like, no, he can't have this. Well, so I'm thinking of it from a different perspective. So because we don't see everything, we don't understand the full yeah. um, lay of the evidence that's that the prosecution has and or that the defense had before it, there could be allegations that Connie, because we didn't see her testimony, right? We didn't. We don't even know what she looks like. Exactly. That's, I was about so to get to that too. There could be some kind of testimony that, that she noticed things every time the family was there. And yeah. so... 
you know, I, I watch a lot of forensic files and a lot of ID. And a lot of times when people want their loved ones to die, they tend to come to the hospital and bring them things that they say they love, they love, yeah. but they're poisoning them. So, so yeah. I don't know if that's why she said that or not, but yeah. And that's the whole thing I was going to ask earlier. Isn't hospice, once you go to hospice care, that means that you're on the verge of dying? That's what most people go to hospice for. I've exactly. never heard of a person go to hospice to just go to hospice and then come home. Exactly. <laughs> so the, I was confused on that. I'm like, why are you? Why is the last resort hospice? Like, I'd rather die at home, you know, um, if that was the case. But anyways, I, um, I, don't, but, I, but, I personally did not believe the dad at all. I think that he was just saying this to help his daughter out and that was it. Um, cause I, we never met Connie or saw what she looked like or anything. It was just from phone calls and she even said it in her phone calls, like this kid can eat. The mom is just saying not to feed him. Okay, so here's, but here's my question. I, I get that, but here's what bothered me about that. What we don't hear, and again, we don't know if that happened, but if Connie is so concerned why does she wait until they come and take him home? Like, why did why wasn't there a, why wasn't there a phone call before to the police? Like, True. she was she was viewing these things. Why didn't they try to and, get yeah. get go to the court to try to exclude the mother from having any visitation rights to him if she was so concerned? So these are these are just things that I'm thinking in my head. Like when I'm watching this, this is like that. These are notes. Did they try to bar her access if they thought he was in danger? How long was he in their care before they began noticing the issues? Any special safeguards because he was a minor? Like, as a facility, you should yeah. you should have these types of things in place, and especially if you think someone is harming a person who who you're there to care for, and you're really there to care for them to make it more comfortable for them to leave this earth, right? That's primarily what a hospice is for. Although there may be other aspects of hospice to deal with people who need special needs with the because he has the GI issues and things of that yeah. nature. And I think he had a colonoscopy or whatever with the is that what that's called when you put a bag? Yeah, but he I don't know if they actually if they, he still had the bag or they got yeah. that fixed. I know that that was one of the surgeries. Um, but now that you mentioned that there was a part of it where um, Danita was like. Connie was the one giving us all these orders. Like she had the right, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, like authority the whole time. Like, but then she was like, "I'm keeping." I can check him out whenever I want. Like, right. it, yeah, this yes. is not mandatory. This is something that I wanted. It, it, like, uh, so yeah. So I mean, I, that I, just confused me a bit. I just got from here from this episode. And this is why I didn't really like this episode. And I felt like they wasted sixty minutes on a case that just first of all they didn't i don't i this is this is me doing a criticism to the documentary itself i don't think that they did a great job of laying out what was going on there's too many holes too much confusion too many people not want to be a part of it or involved in it and so i i would have just scratched that particular episode and found someone else like yeah the kids can't be shown the daddy can't be shown connie ain't gonna be shown nobody at the hospice is talking to us we ain't seen a nan doctor come up here and say that this person has been um claiming that that kobe has all these issues right and the only parts that we see of kobe is him pictures pi well and at the end where it seemed like he was actually just a normal 16 year old oh, yeah. not wanting to get out the bed right 
and then um, his birthday and his birthday and he wanted to do a car and all of that so for me i just felt like it was so much missing that it just turned me off from the entire episode yeah um, that's just me um and if denise was actually here and not protesting she may have a different perspective of this but i do know that she did not like this episode so we we were we cannot we can't hear you if you guys couldn't hear her she said i did not like this episode yeah so So i don't think she would have disagreed much yeah um now and the one thing that really irritates me that the thing that really irritated me is that um the use the way that the prosecutors use facebook and the medical records of the child i i just find it very hard i know that people tend to do this a lot with expert witnesses but if that evidence was brought in that this that this mom potentially suffered from this particular illness it would seem to me that they would do a little more due diligence and actually have someone assess her to be able to make an assessment of that now putting that aside here's an another issue with the defense like i know that the defense job is not to put on a case right necessarily their job is to defend their their client and if the prosecution fails to to meet their burden of proof a lot of uh you know some uh, defense attorneys take the position that i don't need to put on anyone because they didn't prove their case but if you knew that 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 the prosecution is making this serious allegation that your client suffers from this disability right or this mental illness or this condition i think i would have had her see an expert and had that expert come on and talk to them about the things that she was experiencing because maybe she was just listening to all the people who were considered quote-unquote experts now I don't think I would do that as a parent. I'll be asking all these fucking questions like, what's going on? Why can't you do anything? Why are we going to the Ronald McDonald house? Why is he going to hospice? What would you mean there's nothing you can do? What 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 were you planning on doing with this last surgery? Like what, you know, running that stuff down. Um, and again, we don't know if she did that because the documentary sucked on this episode. Andy, I'm really pissed at y'all. Y'all wasted a whole episode oh. on Danita Tut. And y'all could have used that with someone else. So shame on you, Andy. And long story short. But y'all can still give me a sponsorship if y'all want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. I need that check. Um, <laughs> long story short, she was found guilty. I'm going to just skip to the ending. Yeah. She was found guilty for starvation and attempted murder. Yep. And... Sentenced to five years. Just five. And just you, five. And you were making a big think about it being just five. She's getting accused for starvation of a 15-year-old. And that's only those, like, few months that he was in hospice and Connie, whatever. And then attempted murder. Attempted murder. I mean, and but you she, only she ain't get five years? But she ain't killed him. Okay. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm going to just leave it at that. You, you deserved a little more, but that's fine. But she's... I don't make the rules. She's guilty. I mean, she says she's innocent. But she was found guilty. <laughs> there could have been some mitigation, mitigating factors on that. But yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't know. I this just, episode was just very off and... It seemed inconsistent from the first episode and the third episode, which we're going to talk about yeah. um, later. So, yeah. No, uh, but... Go ahead. So far, least favorite episode. Yeah. 
but it's a good series i think overall it allows you to see the criminal justice perspective from different points of view um but you, and different states and different and states different how they how yeah. it their justice system works yeah so anyhow all right so that's the episode for today it is accused guilty or innocent or innocent or guilty um miss danita tut and it is entitled attempted murder or Or protective protective mother episode two episode two all right so until next time make sure that you continue to drink listen and converse make sure that you tell a friend make sure that you view us on youtube if you're watching us um on twitch if you are there and also on sundays every sunday unless there's something going on in our lives at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time we do a live happy hour and if you want to be a part of the happy hour feel free to hit us up on twitter at peeps creek that's p-e-e-p-s-c-r-e-e-k instagram at the same name and you can send a text message to i don't know this number 202 202- 202-618-0043 let me make sure before i gave somebody a number they'd be like <laughs> do the last part again. 202-618-0043 Zero zero four three. Send a text message and say you want to participate in the happy hour. Just have you something to drink. It doesn't have to be alcohol, but have something in a cup. Um, and we'll send you the Zoom link and come and chat and chill with us. Until next time, continue to drink, listen, and converse. I appreciate Christian sticking it out um, and doing this episode. For those of you who even think Denise is coming back on here, she gone. Fired. No, she's not. She fired. She has a migraine. Don't. No, she got no migraine. She just been um, selfish. All right. All right, Peace people. And love. Peace and love.